Hello, hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Empower Radio. My name is Bianca Scalise. I'm the owner of the online coaching company called Empower, and I will be your host for this podcast. I'm so freaking excited to finally be doing this. It's something I wanted to do for so long. The goal of this podcast is to give you tools that you can actually use in your everyday life to live a juicy, fit fulfilling life. So topics you can expect are everything ranging from fitness, lifting, nutrition, mindset, and more all content to help you step into your strong, fierce, feminine self. So I started empower in 2020 with the mission to elevate and empower women to reach their fitness goals. I come from a background really heavy in mindfulness, meditation practices. So naturally mindset is woven into our training. But one thing that always really excites me is how much clients become obsessed with just becoming the strongest version of themselves mentally and emotionally and also physically, you know, being able to do your first pull up for the first time. It's such a big deal. And seeing what you're capable of is an incredible, incredible journey. So I am freaking stoked to share everything that I've learned on the journey of helping myself and also helping hundreds of women achieve their fitness goals. In this first episode, I'd like to share a little bit about me and my journey to getting where I'm at today. And I'm not perfect. I'm still working on my goals. Of course, I don't think the journey ever ends, right? But I have picked up some really helpful tools along the way that I wish I would have known, you know, 10 years ago, I could have saved myself a whole lot of a whole lot of, a lot of stuff. So I'll separate this topic into two episodes. This first one will be all about going from someone who literally hated the gym. Yeah. Me hated the gym most of my life to being someone who cannot imagine life without strength training. It gives me so much. It is so fulfilling now, but I used to view it as boring and just the worst. The second episode will be all about my journey with nutrition. And finally, finally, finally getting the results that I wanted, um, in my body. And these results that I wanted for years, I did all kinds of kooky stuff, even an egg diet. We'll talk about in the next episode. Um, but finally seeing those results, in my body and getting them in such a healthy and sustainable way, who'd have thought that, you know, feeding your body more and you know being kinder to yourself could actually get you the physical results you want. So we'll chat about that more tomorrow. But a little background on me. I am 29 years old. I currently live in Austin, Texas. Love it here. Um, With my partner, Matt, and our wild Australian shepherd, Coda. (laughs) I grew up in McAllen, Texas, which is at the very southern tip of Texas. So it's like 30 minutes or so away from the Mexican border. So lots of Latin culture. My father is Mexican. My mom is Mexican and Italian. And my grandpa, the Italian opened a little Italian restaurant in our home called Mamma Mia in our, in our hometown, (laughs) not inside of our home. I feel like that might be illegal. Um, but inside of our hometown, uh, called Mamma Mia Pizzeria. And this is where I spent a whole lot of my childhood. So my family's primary love languages are food and work. <laughs> you might relate. Um, so though everybody had jobs in my family, 
they also worked at the restaurant. <laughs> and that was how we kind of all congregated. We all worked together towards a common goal. Um, and, you know, it was really fun as a kid being surrounded by my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, all working together to, to, to help one another and, and serve people and <laughs> just, you know, give love through food and, and service. So uh, I should also mention that my mom was a single mom. So I always, I was always with her, like at, at work, she did a few different things. So she was an interior designer. She also built homes. Um, she was a, a contractor and she also managed the restaurant. So when I was five, six years old, I would, you know, sit down at the tables at the restaurant and do my coloring or my reading. And by the time I was 10, I was busting those tables. And by the time I was 12, I was a waitress. Then I became a cashier. And finally, when I was around 17, I became the front of the house manager, which got really awkward when you had to like fire people that were three or four times your age. <laughs> but that was my life. And I loved the responsibility of it. I loved being of service. I loved working on something that could help my family in some way. Um, that was just life, you know, and, uh, one of my, one of the things I'm most proud of, I think from my time, um, working at the pizzeria was, you know, creating a handbook full of protocols for the employees so that everybody was on the same page. The expectations were laid out. We had a clear path ahead and, um, there could be less room for miscommunication. <laughs> so that's a little bit about kind of how I grew up in 2012. When I graduated high school, I was absolutely infatuated with yoga and meditation. So when I was younger, my mom would take me to the gym with her and I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, I didn't really know how to use the equipment. Everybody was like sweaty and big dudes flexing the mirror. I was just like, this is not for me. Um, and I, I felt that way for a really, really long time. But when I was there at the gym with her, I would ask her if I could go take, you know, the yoga classes, if there was a yoga class going on, I just like slip in the back of the class, like this little kid, but I had been doing yoga ever since then. So when I was 18, I went to go study yoga at what's called an ashram. So an ashram is, if you don't know, it's a, it's basically a spiritual hermitage. You can think of where people go to, um, kind of leave the, the hustle and bustle of the world. Uh, so I studied yoga with, um, some spiritual teachers there that you can think of like as monks. And I became a yoga and meditation teacher that led me to studying a whole lot, a whole, whole lot, um, about yoga. Um, the philosophy, I was really, really interested in the more mental aspects, the more philosophical aspects and emotional aspects. So I taught yoga. I led retreats and co-led trainings, yoga teacher trainings, um, all over the world in the U S Costa Rica, Bali, kind of all over the place. And I feel really, really grateful to have been able to do that. It was a gigantic chunk of my life. And, um, I still love yoga, but these days I focus much more on strength training and it'll become apparent why. So I first fell in love with yoga because of the peace and alignment that I felt when I was practicing it. Um, I really loved how quiet the room was and how you could just be with your breath and be with your body. Um, I was naturally more flexible than I was strong. I think that's a case for a lot of females. It's certainly not the case for everyone, but if, um, you know, if I had to give a little bit of a generalization, typically males will come into the world with a little bit more strength, a little less flexibility. Um, typically females will come in with a little more flexibility, a little less strength. I was definitely on that end of the spectrum. Um, as I was doing more yoga 
and I was already naturally flexible and I was getting deeper and deeper into it. I was getting deeper and deeper into poses. <laughs> you've seen all, maybe you're an avid yoga, yoga practitioner. Maybe you've just, you know, dropped in on a couple of classes, but the positions can get pretty intense. Um, intense back bends, really big hip openers. Um, my body actually over time after the course of, I would say maybe two or three years, my body started to hurt. Uh, and I wasn't really sure why I was having these aches and pains really regularly. They were in my shoulders. I had a lot of tweaky sensations in my shoulders, kind of like pinchy sensations. Um, I had some issues that happened with my neck and my upper back. It got so bad. I had to go to physical therapy. I had to go to a chiropractor. Um, I was having chronic pain in my lower back. It sucked to sit down. I hated it. I could hardly, I was so, so sensitive around my sacrum area, my lower back area that when I would lay down on the floor and, and you know how people hug their knees into their chest and kind of rock side to side, I absolutely could not do that. It was so, so tender. Um, and my hips were just jacked. So I had a lot of pain basically is the point. Um, looking back at it now, what I found is that, wow, okay. My body doesn't want to be putting my foot behind my head and grabbing my ankles in a back bend, right? That, you know, seems obvious to some people, I guess, but it really wasn't to me, um, until I was feeling this pain. So the pain led me to studying more about the body. I wanted to know what I was doing in my body and what my body was made up of so that I could understand what I was doing and why my body did not like what I was doing. Um, I thought, you know, I'm doing yoga. I'm so healthy. I'm doing yoga almost every day. Of course, this is great for me. Um, but it was a little bit, I, I won't lie. It was kind of like heartbreaking because for me, yoga was everything. It was like the only thing I did. <laughs> it was the only thing I practiced. I studied about. And at that point when I was having pain, it was like, wait, I felt like I felt like I was either doing the practice wrong or my practice was letting me down in some sort of way. I don't know if that's relatable or not for you, but that was my experience. So doing yoga, it got, it, it was everything. It got painful. And I ended up really putting an emphasis on, let me learn about the physical body, right? Cause there's so many aspects of yoga, mental, emotional, spiritual philosophy, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, but this is a physical practice I'm doing with my physical body. I better learn, you know, some really deeper aspects of anatomy, um, biomechanics and just understand what the heck's going on. So I did many trainings, uh, to better understand the body, to better understand biomechanics or just the mechanics of, of the body, what, what a safe way to move is and what a way to move is that might aggravate or irritate different joints and different tissues. Um, probably one of the, my favorite things that I was doing at the time was cadaver dissections. So those are the places where I learned the most, because when you go in and you actually dissect a human body you see that the reality of the internal structures is a little different than the way that the textbooks show you um, that it is in there. Everybody's a little different. Some people even have muscles that other people don't have. It, it's pretty wild. Um, and so it's really, really just so helpful to understand the body at a deeper level. So I did three of those uh, five-day cadaver dissections and um, just a, a ton of other study. I began to learn more about strength training, right? As I was putting myself in these different groups of people, um, studying, I remember I was at a, 
it was called pain in biomechanics or pain related to biomechanics. And it was taught by a, um, oh my goodness, what was he? He was a physical therapist. He was a doctor of physical therapy. And I was the only yoga teacher in the room at the time. Everybody else was physical therapists. And I started to surround myself with a lot of different people, some, some strength training people. I was in rooms of people that did powerlifting. I was in rooms of physical therapists. I was in rooms of people that did bodybuilding. And as I branched out of my world of yoga, I began to see, oh, wow, there's a lot more ways to move your body. And some of these might be beneficial to me. So I started training strength training more and studying about, okay, you know, if I strengthen these areas that are just completely like my joints, just, you know, we're begging for, for some strength, some structure, some, some stability. If I strengthen these areas, maybe that will help me to control all this crazy range of motion I'm having. So, and this pain that, that happens after I do, you know, really deep ranges of motion. So I started piecing together workouts, um, just, you know, as one does from the internet, from YouTube's, from Instagram. And I would, I would just mess around in the gym basically. Um, and it was interesting to me. It wasn't the funnest thing at first. Cause I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was like, okay, if this can help me get away from pain, I I'm going to give it a go. Um, and I did. And, uh, it, it honestly, after it was, it didn't even take that long. Honestly, it was probably like a week, two weeks in. I was like, Holy crap. My pain is significantly reduced. Um, and after a while I had no pain, no pain at all, which was just really, really, I can't tell you how valuable that was for me in the moment. I was like, Holy crap, this strength training stuff really works. Um, and you know, for some people it, for some people, people need more like mobility. Um, and maybe to be, yeah, nobody really needs to be less strong, but you know, maybe some people need to work on a, a little bit more range of motion, but for me, it was the opposite. And I, I found that answer to my pain in strength training. And thus I was hooked. I was hooked, um, on strength training and it became a priority for me for the first time in my early twenties, you know, I remember in high school, we would go into the gym and have like a weight class every now and then, but I hated it. And it, it just, I didn't understand the relevance, but once the pain was there, it was incredibly relevant. Um, so at that time, uh, my training was really, really just helped me out of pain. I was just kind of messing around, seeing what I can do, getting advice from different physical therapists and pages online. Um, but honestly, I started to be like, holy crap, like I could probably get pretty strong. And I always identified as someone who was weak. Like I thought, yeah, like my upper body, my upper body was just weak. Like I had noodle arms, I had a really bigger lower body, you know, um, definitely your classic pear, pear shaped human. And I, I was like, you know what, wouldn't it be so cool? if I could pull my body weight up, <laughs> I, w I became obsessed with wanting to do a pull-up really. And, um, I got really interested in seeing how strong I could get rather than, you know, what positions I could finagle myself into, how much deeper I could get into ranges of motion and backbends and things. And I got really interested in how strong I could get, um, because it felt a little better than, than what I had been doing prior. So, you know, identifying as someone that 
had been weak, I, I don't even think we realize the magnitude of what that does to us inside when we think, yeah, I'm just kind of weak, right? Somebody needs help with something in the house. You know, it's moving day. We're moving a couch and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's not me. We need to call somebody over. But the feeling of empowerment that can be had inside, if you're like, oh heck yeah, like I got this, let's go. You just feel like a capable human, um, which is a really good feeling that I you know, didn't realize I could have until I started strength training. So needless to say, it was really fun. Um, and I felt like I was really breaking through to an, another part of myself. Um, and I didn't think of this until this moment, but one thing that I had identified as, as well before strength training was just as a very soft person. Like if that, I don't know if that makes sense for you, but I had identified as a really like I'm just like relaxed and like a soft personality. I'm kind of in the background. I just help people. And, you know, I like yoga and just a very soft person all around in my voice, in my expression, in the way that I showed up in groups. I was just really kind of like soft and subdued. Once I started strength training, it can't even tell you the, the energetic value of it for me to, to feel this power inside of me. It was like, it was like, there was this fire inside of me that I didn't really understand that I had that was there all along. It was just waiting for me to, to poke it a little bit and awaken it. Um, and then it was there and I, I, I felt a, like a kind of a whole new dimension to life. Honestly, I, I know that might sound cheesy for some people, but it was really, it, it's really, it still is very real to me. Um, you know, the way that I feel after just being consistent with my strength training versus the way that I feel if I, you know, skip a week or two weeks for whatever reason, um, it's, it's palpable in, in my energy and, and my confidence and the way that I show up. So that's another thing that strength training gave me or was giving me that I, I really liked at the beginning was holy crap. I just feel like more in my body. I felt more embodied, um, just more like more of myself. Yeah. Ah, all right. So though I did solve the problem of pain in my body, um, my body was also changing in some ways. Um, and this largely was due to my turbulent relationship with food. So I'm sure you're aware that, you know, if you train your body and you do con consistent exercise, but your eating habits are really all over the place, then you're not necessarily going to see yourself in maybe the most healthy or potentially the leanest physique. Um, and this was, this is what was happening for me is I had no idea really how to properly feed myself. Um, I thought eating less meant I would get skinny. And that was my mindset at the time was I just want to be thinner. I just want to be skinnier. And thus I ate less and less and less. I was, uh, totally the, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, We'll talk all about this in the next episode, but to give you a preview, I did intermittent fasting. I cut out carbs. I would not eat bread. I would not eat, um, rice. Um, I was eating around a thousand to a thousand two hundred calories. Um, and obviously that is not sustainable. So you get to hear all about the fun ups and downs of, um, kind of my relationship and my journey with food in the next episode, I'll break all of that down. Um, going from restricting and binging for years to finally eating the most food that I ever have in my life. And 
it sounds so counterintuitive, but eating more, fueling myself properly and actually like loving what I see in the mirror, not just kind of pretending like I did, but really seeing results, seeing my body fat go down and my muscle be able to shine through finally looking in the mirror and, and feeling comfortable in my skin. So excited to jump into that with you in the next episode. In the meantime, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the podcast and I hope to see you in the next.